What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of your favorite Vancouver podcast, we hope. Fingers crossed. Um, really excited to have you guys as part of the episode today. We're always excited to have you as part of the episode. Now, uh, today's episode is a little bit more on current events, something that's recently happened that is going to impact um, interest rates, which is going to impact the market, which is going to impact you. So you should be listening to at least the basics of this. We tried to take a relatively difficult concept and simplify it. So again, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to DM us at Thrive Mortgage Co on Instagram or Facebook, and we'll do our best to continue to answer those questions for you guys and help you out with your own financing. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the BOC, the Bank of Canada, ending an emergency pandemic program that was implemented in March, just when the pandemic hit. So we'll talk a bit about that. We're also going to talk a little bit about a new lender entering the broker channel. What does that mean for you? What does that mean for a borrower in general? And what should you be looking for as a borrower trying to get your mortgage right now? So a lot of key stuff. Before we get into it, the most important part of the day, we have the five-star uh, mug. So we got another uh, great review. This one actually comes back from a couple months ago, but we circled back on it. This one comes from uh, a good friend of ours, Alex Dunbar. Well, he's a great listener to the show and we appreciate it. He said, awesome podcast highly recommend every episode is packed full of value tons of great knowledge is shared and it's entertaining at the same time alex says he's a realtor himself and personally worked with these guys and will continue to do so because of the knowledge experience and passion for what we do uh we are industry leaders also staying anyways he goes on and on and on so at the end of the day uh we did not pay alex for this review thanks very much buddy for leaving this one we're really thankful for you listening to the show um and uh, we know alex is a guy who likes to get educated so alex we have a mug coming your way my man and if you want to get a thrive mug because i know you do uh make sure to uh rate us on itunes and send us a dm when you've done so or at least give us a review and let us know who you are so we can get that thrive mug your way as always, I'm Alex McFadden, Dean Lawton, Derek Williamson. We are Thrive Mortgage Co. and we're excited to present today's podcast. I hope you like it. What's up, guys? You are listening to the YBR Remo Show, where we talk all things Vancouver real estate and mortgages, take boring topics, and make them interesting. Make sure to stay tuned to listen to everything you need to know how to put cash back in your pocket create wealth in real estate, and simplify the complicated. We're going to do our best to make a, a technical topic as uh, as non-technical as we possibly can in our conversation today. This episode uh, is uh, really going to be talking about what happened recently as it pertains to fixed rates and, well, the levers behind fixed rates, to be more specific, and what we should expect going forward uh, with interest rates in general. I know a lot of people are probably not really interested in interest rates unless you're looking at, you know, refinancing or buying an investment or otherwise, but it, all the things that we've seen happen always have a ricochet effect. So this could impact your house price. Is it a good time to buy, sell, all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, let's let's get right into it. Before we do, I just got to reintroduce who the heck we are. I'm Alex McFadden. This is my partner, Derek Williamson and Dean Lawton over here to my uh, to my left, your camera right. And uh, we're pumped that you guys are joining us today on the uh, YBR Remo show. Derek, get right into it, man. Yeah, I think the main reason we wanted to touch on this is because it was a, a pretty big move uh, or adjustment that happened last week. And it's regarding interest rates. And, and the reason that we bring this up is a lot of people are predicting interest rates to be low for years. Some th people think they're going to be low forever. Are they going to continue to fall? Um, so last week, the Bank of Canada decided to stop purchasing Canadian mortgage bonds. 
So since the pandemic hit earlier in uh, 2020, the Bank of Canada and our federal government decided to purchase at a dramatic level Canadian mortgage bonds, which on a high level dropped fixed interest rates. Uh, they flooded the market. They flooded our banks with liquidity, with very cheap money that the banks could lend, uh, then lend out uh, at a very low interest rate to borrowers such as ourselves and yourselves. Um, so last week they decided to stop that bond purchasing program which means that the money that they've flooded into the market, a massive amount of it is still there sitting with the banks and still has the ability to be lent out. Uh, but eventually this is going to be the move that is going to start interest rates rising. Um, the amount of money that's in the market currently, there's still predictions that fixed rates could be low for, you know, six, 12, 18 months. Nobody really knows when they're, when they will start to go up. It all kind of depends on what happens in our real estate markets. If borrowing continues to uh, move at a rapid pace, but this program and, and the ending of this program is essentially something that's going to start the uphill uh, climb of fixed interest rates. Starting the uphill climb to, to fixed interest rates. That's an interesting thing to think about because there have been so many public conversations from uh, the, well, I shouldn't say so many, but there have been a few uh, public notes and conversations from, let's say, Tiff Macklem um, of the Bank of Canada saying that it's probably uh, years before we see interest rates increase. But of course, this could signify, to your point, something different. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens there. Of course, I'll echo what you mentioned and just reiterate that one more time, just in case it went by uh, someone a little bit quickly. This is uh, this is a lever which impacts fixed interest rates that we're talking about right now, not variable rates. And anything that happens, you know, it, it, like a program like this that changes is is as of today. I mean, we could see three months from now the program restart or reset. And there, you know, some of the economists and, and people who follow this much closer than even us would suggest that we could still see the the rates stay low for one, two, three more years, but naturally that very well could change now that the government's not buying back the the bond yield so yeah and and just again to reiterate this is fixed interest rates that we're talking about the variable rates are, are tied to the prime lending rate and there is no indication the prime lending rate is going to go up this this move has really nothing to do with the prime lending rate in our country so i think it's um it's definitely important to be clear that this is just fixed interest rates. And we do have a lot of clients that we've been working with over the last six months that took variable rates as a strategy to potentially wait out the bottom of a fixed rate market and then look to lock into a fixed rate uh, at a date when we did think the bottom was here. And this, this essentially uh, has a lot of people thinking we have hit the rock bottom of fixed interest rates. As, as you both mentioned, it's probably going to start climbing. So if there is any desire to lock in, it's something that I would definitely talk to your broker about and, uh, and look at your options. Yeah. Just to touch on the, the ex excess of what the bank of Canada actually did. So this is as of two weeks ago, but the bank of Canada two weeks ago held $9.3 billion worth of Canadian mortgage bonds, which was a 1700% increase from that same week last year which is like absolutely dramatic, right? Uh, so again, just the strategy behind that is they buy up the bonds to basically provide capital money for our banks and financial institutions to then lend out at a very low cost. So now that the Bank of Canada has stopped that program, the banks are gonna continue to lend money. And as the money starts to dry up and the supply, I guess, has decreased, 
the costs could go up. When the supply drops, the cost of, of interest rates could go up. So again, that could be a year down the road, that could be three years down the road, but that's the concept of what's happened here. Just a couple things that could go against what we're saying here is we could see another flood of investment into the, the bonds from other sources than the government that ha that could happen where we could see an influx of capital going back into the bonds and and then just keeping the liquidity in the, the same position that we're in. Um, and that could also delay the the likelihood of, you know, us seeing the rates go up. One of the number one uh, ways that Canadians are still able to continue spending money and uh, still have their livelihood is because of real estate, whether it's refinancing for cheap money, being able to buy at a low cost, or literally people who work and live and surround the real estate industry as a whole. We're seeing a lot of people being able to take advantage of it. So basically what I'm trying to get at right now is if we see that start to slow down and we see COVID start to come back, we don't know, but we could be seeing a circumstance in the next three to four months where, again, this program is is reinstated. What does this mean, essentially, for borrowers uh, and anyone looking to get into the market or make a change to their existing mortgage? Yeah, I mean, we probably probably have hit a, a potential floor for fixed interest rates. Um, I was reading an article as well, and it said probably the only other reason that we would see another dramatic drop in fixed interest rates is if we have a second wave of COVID that would, you know, cause another lockdown, which is another economic, you know, crumble. Um, so what we're probably projected to see is, you know, we've been seeing pretty dramatic rate drops every week or two for the last six months. Um, that could start to dry up. We, we likely might not see rates continue to fall. Uh, and eventually we might see fixed rates uh, starting to trickle up. So um, if there's anybody on the fence, this would be the time to 100% reach out, start an application. It's probably a 15 minute process to get started. Um, at the very least, even if you're not ready to do anything right now, we can lock in and hold a rate for up to 120 days. Whether you're getting a pre-approval or you're thinking about refinancing or switching to a different lender, um, now is a good time to have a conversation with your mortgage broker, get that rate locked in, uh, just because you know nobody really holds that crystal ball. Yeah, as, a, as an aside here, uh, one of the things that I recently, uh, I, I polled people on our Instagram account recently and asked them, like, what are they waiting for right now? Because we've seen a little bit of a slowdown. And slowdown is probably uh, maybe a dramatic word, but a slight reduction in the amount of activity in the last couple of weeks here in the end of October of uh, 2020. And it appears that uh, a lot of people are just quite like residential consumers are just waiting for more inventory. It seems to be the same thing with investors, to which I say, well, uh, you shouldn't stop the process of being prepared to get into the market. We've talked about this a lot in the past, whether you're an investor or home buyer or whatever you're looking to do, you should always have your preparation. Uh, so be prepared so that if the market does slow down, if there is a pandemic, if these things do occur, opportunities are going to come back again and we're going to see those opportunities. So make sure to take advantage of that. So again, to Derek's point, if you've been on the fence, definitely have the conversation now. Uh, Dean, to your point, although, you know, although we don't know that it's quote unquote rock bottom quite yet, uh, we're probably pretty close to it from a fixed rate perspective and your variable rates well who knows what that's going to look like discounts have continued to be um, improving so the variable rate still continues to be a great option so we'll see what happens there so i just have one point to add we've had as i mentioned earlier we have had a lot of clients that took a, a variable rate as a strategy to wait for the fixed rates to hit rock bottom uh, most variable rate mortgages in our country do allow you to lock in at any time for the best available fixed rate term that's a compared to the remaining years in your term. I wouldn't trigger happy and do that if I were you to just lock into whatever 
that product is, definitely reach out. I just want to reiterate, definitely reach out to your broker and figure out what else is available on the market. And if it is a good time to lock in right now, um, there are a lot of uh, incentives to consider before just locking in with your existing lender. Yeah, we can help you guys negotiate. Even if you're going to stay with that lender, we can help you guys negotiate on rate if it comes down to that. Um, last thing I was going to mention on this piece is pretty well every Canadian has probably heard about the mortgage rate drops. Uh, most people can probably benefit from it if you own real estate, but very few people actually reach out or take action to do something. And like, this is not going to be around forever. In a couple of years, we could be back up at three and a half percent rates like we were two years ago. Who knows? And it's such a dramatic difference that if you're having the slightest thought about this in the back of your mind, 100% reach out as soon as you can. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get, let's get over to some uh, housekeeping notes. So we don't typically do a lot of uh, conversations on you know trends and, and uh, updates and news to, to make sure our podcast stays relevant. But there's a few key things that we definitely want to share. And, and I think we're pretty proud of being a, one of the you know leading teams here in Canada, having access to some great options. So the first one, getting right into it, um, there's been some rumors for the past week, maybe two weeks now about a new bank enter, entering the mortgage broker channel. So I want to be specific on what that means. So as a mortgage broker, we can broker your, your, your basically take your mortgage, your application to any number of different institutions. Now, in true brokering fashion, we shouldn't be limited by any bank or institution. But there are certain banks or institutions that we have quote unquote broker products and we get paid by these lenders, whereas some other ones choose not to pay us, in which case there's a fee involved. Now, there aren't as many of those, thankfully. One of those such banks is uh, HSBC. So HSBC left, it used to be in the mortgage broker channel up till about 2010. Um, for a lot of reasons, they decided to leave the channel in, in that year, 2010, and uh, have been out ever since. Now, uh, the rumor is not 100% confirmed, so it's not quote unquote on the record from that perspective, but we can be pretty clear to say it's very likely that uh, it'll be coming back. And more specifically, it's coming back with only high level Dominion Lending Center uh, brokerages uh, from what we understand. And that's fantastic because we're part of Dominion Lending Centers. So that's great news. And, um, I, and, and honestly, just more products and more options for consumers, which is always good for us. I think the fact that HSBC was in the broker channel, they left and now they're returning really says something about the growing popularity of mortgage brokers. They can obviously see that they're missing out on a huge, huge uh, slate of typically very clean business that comes from the mortgage broker world. So it's good to see that they're coming back in. Um, HSBC has been one of the most aggressive lenders, usually a couple times a year in regards to interest rate. They were on the news for about three months at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, they've always kind of been, been a leader in interest rate. Now, uh, there's mixed reviews in regards to HSBC around customer service, their products, you know, penalties, all that kind of stuff. But obviously, that's what we're here for um, to help you guys navigate that. And at the end of the day, more product offerings, the better. So it's uh, it's definitely a good thing for us. It's it's a good thing for consumers, for first and foremost. If there's any lender trying to get back into the market from a mortgage broker channel perspective, that's just going to be good for consumers. That means they're going to come in with more competition. That's going to make everyone better. Uh, competition is always going to be the best for consumers. The, the I, yeah, I can't stress that enough. This is nothing but positive, both for the broker channel and consumers. And uh, most importantly, just the products that they offer. Again, back to this being a good thing, it will be really nice to see if some of the products that we know they offer through the branch and, and their banking channels, if they bring those to our 
our channel, uh, that could be really good from an other lenders looking to maybe sharpen their pencils on their guidelines. So I wanna, what I want to talk about is for anyone listening to this podcast that's not in the mortgage broker space that may not understand this, again, that the broker channel versus non-broker channel again, um, why would a lender leave the broker channel? And Or let's, let's just rephrase this because I, I think it's a silly word to use, but why would a lender stop allowing mortgage brokers to submit directly to and then vice versa, why would they come back in? Now, we don't know exactly why HSBC would do this, but I, we can talk a little bit about why a lender would want to work and partner with mortgage brokers and in particular how they look at that. It's efficiency and the level of work. You see, typically when a consumer, a consumer comes to a qualified, a, a good mortgage broker that has access to a variety of institutions, which we can talk about in more detail, uh, the quality of the application that comes to the bank is substantially higher and it's much better prepared in most circumstances. So if you look at it from a business perspective, what would you rather have, you know, 100,000 applications where let's say 1% of those people are actually funding a mortgage with you, or maybe 10,000 applications where 50% are funding. And, and although we don't, we're making up the statistics for the sake of conversation, it's a good thing for the lender and it's a better thing for the consumer because these guys want to lend out their money if you're working more with the mortgage broker. Yeah, good point. And I think it's also important to note that how many Canadians were getting their mortgage from a, a mortgage broker in 2010 compared to now is completely different. It's a totally different landscape. There's a lot more Canadians choosing to go with a mortgage broker. In fact, we're seeing almost 33% of Canadians get their mortgage from a broker. So we were nowhere near there. I don't have that exact stat where we were in 2010, but it was nowhere near that. I can guarantee you that. Um, so that just shows a lot of confidence that banks can enter the channel to your point get better quality deals more efficient deals on their part typically we're eliminating a number of employees on their end from the process of dealing with a broker compared to dealing with a client directly like it, it is overall a lot more efficient for the banks and clearly there's uh there's a demand to get your mortgage from a broker no question no question uh, i think the last point that i would make on that is uh just quite simply that um, as someone who's working with a mortgage broker, you should be asking your broker, again, if it's not us, uh, but you should be asking that individual uh, which lenders they have access to, right? Because uh, some brokers don't have access to most lenders. So at the very least, uh, you know, do they have the key lenders? If so, uh, how much are they doing with those lenders? You see what happens is, uh, and again, we're just sharing some behind the scene knowledge and going a little bit uh, deeper maybe than we anticipated. Uh, a lot of institutions actually uh, provide you with a better options, solutions, timelines, and so forth for efficiency and for doing a certain amount of business. So uh, we feel confident talking about it because we're, we do quite well in that area, in that arena, but it's a question that you should be asking. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a ton of different options out there. Uh, the size of the brokerage, so like Dominion Lending Centers is something that we referenced. Within Dominion Lending Centers, there's hundreds of different franchises, all different sizes and scales. Uh, so the more volume that runs through that particular brokerage that your mortgage broker sits with uh, means that they're going to be getting, you know, priority access to lenders, best interest rates, promotions, uh, quick turnaround times. And like you said, access to more lenders, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hey, we, I think we should do a podcast episode on just that piece in itself to help educate people on, you know, what types of things that they're going to pick up, what types of things that they're going to learn from from us in regards to going forward 
and, and, and obviously getting the best options and lending standpoints from the needs. So we'll table that and we'll have that conversation later. Uh, for the sake of conversation today, guys, uh, we just wanted to kind of keep you up to date on what's happening, what trends are going on and where your, you know, your interest rates are going forward. So whether you're an investor, a homeowner, a home buyer, make sure to talk to your neighbor, let them know that they should be having this conversation with uh, a mortgage broker who's going to look after them. And if that's us, fantastic. Uh, we look forward to serving you. So thanks again for listening to the episode, guys. We'll talk to you very soon.